This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, as I said, we are going to be talking to Doug Ford around 1235, but we are going to get a liberal take on things before that. And since Doug Ford's victory, the liberals have been saying that it really doesn't make a difference who leads their opponent. Frankly, I find that very hard to believe. Uh, With Ford, at least there is a very much starker choice. He's somebody who has a high disapproval rating in addition to a lot of people who really, really like him. So, um, We're going to be talking to Deb Matthews. She's a former deputy premier, former health minister, and current co-chair of the Liberal campaign. Deb, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Libby. Okay, so uh, what's your take on having Doug Ford as an opponent as opposed to somebody with a much softer image like Christine Elliott? Well, it certainly, as you say, does make it a pretty stark choice that uh, people are going to have come the next election. We are determined to actually do a better job providing the kind of care that uh, the people are telling us they need. So whether um, you're an older Ontarian um, thinking about that maybe long-term care will be a a decision you're going to have to make, or whether you uh, need access or someone you love needs access to mental health services, we need to do a better job on that. We are... um, we are, have made a deliberate choice that we're going to invest more in care. We are not going to cut. Of course, Doug Ford is promising massive cuts and uh, pretends that's just going to be easy. Uh, he's pretending he can do that without cutting any jobs where that's impossible because the vast majority of government spending does go to people, and that is jobs. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, uh, would you argue that there may have been a few dollars uh, wasted here and there under the Liberal government? Absolutely. I was president of the Treasury Board. I was part of uh, an initiative to go line by line through the budget because we were determined to get back to balance, so we'd be in a position to invest more. And uh, uh, there are always, in an organization as big as government, there are always better ways to do things. And in fact, that's how we landed free tuition for uh, almost a quarter million students by getting better value for money. So yes, do I think there's always uh, opportunities to do better? Definitely. But the scale he's talking about, we're talking tens of thousands of jobs and, and the services those people provide. So whether it's teachers or nurses or police officers, those are the jobs that are going to be cut under Doug Ford government. Well, I, I think that um, the things that really uh, rile people are, uh, first of all, hydro rates. Um, people have to make a very stark choice in some cases between paying their hydro and eating. And uh, those are a result of decisions made by your government, contracts signed by your government. So that's what, exactly why we moved with uh, reducing hydro bills 25% and more 
for people who uh, who really face the largest hydro bills and people in the north and uh, rural and remote areas. So, yes, uh, hydro rates have gone up. We've done our best to bring them down, and we've been criticized uh, roundly for having done that. But I do think it's the right decision for uh, for the people of this province. Um, okay. Um, again, back to the uh, Doug Ford question. I mean, I think uh, y- you probably agree that at, at the moment, it looks like the ballot question will be Kathleen Wynne and um, she's not popular. Uh, people are angry. Uh, I would assume that you're going to try to make Doug Ford the ballot question. Well, I think w- what we're really trying to do is is talk about the future and this is, as, as you said, a, a clear decision. Do people want better services, better care for their loved ones, or do they want drastic cuts? And, you know, Doug Ford, he's being, he's being disingenuous because he's, he's pretending that it's easy to find 4%. Four sure billion dollars. when he gets there, he will realize that cutting hospital budgets by 4% uh, is is a means a cut to services. Mm-hmm. So you're saying he's not going to be able to find that money. I mean, I, uh, I'm going to ask him if we're going to see a fully costed platform, but uh, I would think that's a pretty standard thing in an election. They're probably working on it as we speak. So, yes, I would expect to see a fully costed uh, um, uh, platform from them as well. But I think we have to be very careful and very skeptical because even the People's Guarantee, which, you know, compared to Doug Ford, is is looking quite moderate, but it's um, it it called for billions of dollars in these mysterious unallocated uh, value for money audit savings, and it's just not that simple. You need people people need to know that that government spending, you know, most the biggest the biggest line item is is uh, is healthcare. And, and cuts to health care are not what people are asking for right now. Uh-huh. Um, and what do you make of uh, their uh, promise about getting rid of a carbon tax, uh, which is going to be imposed by the federal government one way or another? Well, we really believe um, that we have a collective responsibility to our future. And, you know, I think the biggest challenge for our generation is responding to climate change. So um, he, I just find it um, really sad that he's turning his back on anything when it comes to reducing the amount of, uh, of pollution that we emit, the pollution that's, that's changing our climate as we speak. And, uh, you know, I, I just think we have to stand up and take responsibility for it. That's one of the things that government has to stand up and do. Well, he says he's uh, not a climate change uh, denier, but uh, let's uh, take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hello, Bill. Hi. The uh, climate change thing. You know what? I'm coming up on 60 years of age, and the weather here in East York is exactly the way it was when I was six years old living in East York. See, your climate change is a bunch of garbage. It used to be ozone. That was the big problem. Oh, that faded away. Then it was acid rain. And you also said here, we need to do a better job. Your government did need to do a better job. And you know what? You wasted our money. You stole our money. You gave it to every okay, Bill. group you could give it to. Okay, Thanks for that. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, even Doug Ford says that he believes that uh, climate change is a real thing and something has to be uh, done about it. Um, and, and just to, to build comment, you know, acid rain was an issue. Government took action. It's no longer an issue. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, we've got Jim in Hanover. Hello, Jim. Hello. Yes, I have a question. When uh, the feds were giving all this money out to for health care, uh, for people staying at home and mental health, and the provinces kind of stalled off, and then they took the money. And when they got the money, Wim said, he told them where it was going to go, or they asked for it to go somewhere, it was, was with their health care. And I remember Wim saying, just because we said we're going to put it there doesn't mean we have to. And I thought that was kind of a slap in the face and insulting. You ask for money for a, for a certain thing and then decide to spend it on something else. That's what's wrong with this liberal government. Uh, I'll let Deb respond to that. Sure. I mean, our health care budget has grown dramatically, and uh, and there are a lot more people getting care in home now than ever before. You know, when Medicare was established 50-some-odd years ago, the, the deal was it was a 50-50 split uh, between the federal government and the provincial government. Last time I looked, we're down to about 23% coming from the federal government. So the provinces really are bearing the bulk of the burden on health care. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think the money that uh, we got from the federal government is going into health care. And, and you know what? We need to do more when it comes to health. Um, yeah, I mean, Christine Elliott was uh, just saying that, and it, it seems that the measures that are taken are Band-Aids that don't fix anything. And um, uh, when it comes to home care, which is where the bottleneck is, uh, what we seem to be getting are proposals for more and more administration, Deb. Well, I, I would just fundamentally disagree with that. Uh, the uh, the number of people receiving home care services is far, far greater than ever before. And we're really working hard to get people home whenever possible, when they're ready for that, with the care they need to stay at home. But they, I mean, they're I, not I, getting it. I mean, a lot of people even aren't getting what they are supposed to be getting. They, they, are, they get shortened visits, uh, they get cancelled at the last minute, and uh, we keep hearing about new levels of administration that are going to take care of this, uh, as opposed to more workers on the front line. So I, I hear you that we need to do more when it comes to home care. I entirely agree with that, and our government agrees with that. But to suggest that there hasn't been a big improvement is simply, you know, flies in the face of the, of, the, of the facts. We're actually moving forward with a proposal I find pretty exciting for people who can manage their own care but need help with it. We're going to be providing more support for people so they won't have to rely on, um, on others to provide the care. They'll be able to hire their own, develop a relationship with their personal uh, support worker, and, uh, and manage their care themselves. They're completely capable of doing that. And that actually takes out one of the layers of bureaucracy. Yeah, but you're you're putting in uh, that's that's the new system that's going to be uh, run by one of the unions, correct? Well, that's part of it. But it, when it comes to the people who need care, it will be a more seamless uh, uh, journey for them because they'll be able to actually 
have much more control over the care they're receiving and when they receive it and who delivers it. There, there are some people who were charging, and this is a bit of a this again, it's a bit of a segue into a specialized thing. Um, there are some people who are basically charging that 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 setup is a gift uh, to a union uh, that was supporting the Liberals. Well, I would say it's a gift to people who need home care and have the ability to to manage their own care. Uh huh. Um, so again, uh, going into this election with uh, the kind of uh, ratings that the Liberals have, uh, how are you? going to fight this? How are you going to bring uh, the people who are like some of the ones we just heard from, how are you going to bring them around? Well, there are some people that we know we're not going to bring around, but uh, I believe is that every election, people make a fresh decision. Some people have already decided. Many are going to be watching very, very closely uh, at which party is offering the best agenda for them. What, who will make the biggest difference to their lives? And that's why we are um, choosing to invest in more care, whether it's uh, mental health services, home care is a very big one, and mental health. We, uh, we've done a really good job at reducing the stigma, but we need to invest so that people who do uh, recognize that they have some mental health issues get the care that they need. Um, that is uh, something that is that is in the conservative pr- platform as it exists now. I don't know if it'll stay there, but that is in the people's guarantee. Yeah, and it came out the minute that all par- all uh, leadership contendents, contestants said that they would eliminate uh, the carbon tax because it was the carbon tax that funded that. Well, that's uh, they. They would they would say something different to that. Um, well, we'll wait for their platform. We'll wait for their platform, and um, again, uh, uh, just um, can you just give me a sense of the strategy going into this election? And also, we haven't talked about uh, the NDP. Uh, you know, y- your policies and theirs are really quite similar. So we are very much focused on who we're fighting for whether it's students who are getting access to free tuition now, whether it's all the kids under age 25, all the people under age 25 who now get free prescription drugs, uh, increasing the minimum wage, we are determined to actually follow our promise to take it to 15. The Conservatives are not. Uh, They want to roll it back to to 14. Uh, So we are really focused on who we're fighting for, and we're paying, um, not, we're just certainly not spending all our time thinking about who we're fighting against. We have a really clear, progressive, strong agenda that responds to what we hear, not just when we go out knocking on doors, but uh, in our offices and in the legislature. Because every day at question period, we hear both opposition parties saying, you need to spend more on fill in the blank. We actually are going to be doing that. And... Uh, so we're the party who can get that done. Okay. Uh, Deb Matthews, thanks so much. And uh, I hope that we will talk to you again through the course of this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Libby. Anytime. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, we will be talking to the man of the hour, Doug Ford. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.